All right, we're back here on the Handle Hubbub Barbecue Chicken Alert. What a crazy last few days it's been. Uh, let's talk about Game 5 of these NBA Finals. Bucks taking an insane game. Taking the win over the Suns, 123-119. The play of this game, if you haven't been, uh, if you've been living under a rock the past few days, incredible play on both the defensive and offensive end in the clutch by the Bucks. Let's set the scene. So, Suns are down by two. They got the ball. It's in Devin Booker's hands. About 20 seconds left to go, 25 seconds. Devin Booker drives in the paint, and it's ripped away by Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, Booker kind of just got swarmed. He, he drove into the paint. He was playing ISO, and then boom, all of a sudden he's surrounded by Tucker, Holiday, and Giannis is, is closing in as well. Holiday just snatches it out of his hands like a grown man and goes down the other end. Giannis is trailing. Giannis calls for the alley-oop on the right side. Drew throws it up. Somehow Giannis manages to slam it down with the foul while Chris Paul tries to shove Giannis. Kind of a kind of a dirty play by CP3, who I'm kind of losing respect for over the course of this series. We'll talk about that later. But an absolutely insane play. I'm going to play the audio right now just because when I was recording it for the Instagram, posting that highlight up, barbecue chicken alert on Instagram, BBQCHX alert. Go follow for daily NBA content. I accidentally left my mic on. It wasn't right next to me. It was far away. But you can hear in the background my reaction to play. I'm like, oh, my God. One of the craziest plays in a finals game. I've seen since 2016, if not the craziest. It was it was the Kobe Kobe Bryant to Shaquille O'Neal lob against the Blazers. It had that type of that type of energy to it. And if the Bucks end up closing out the series in six or seven, that play is going to be shown on highlight reels for decades to come. Shout out to the Bucks. They played a fantastic game. Giannis, another incredible stat line: 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Missed a few clutch free throws down the stretch, but even when he was uh, even when the Bucks were trying to put this game out of reach, Bucks up two, Giannis missing free throws. It's kind of good that he missed them because they were in prime positions for the Bucks to get the rebound. Chris Middleton got one of the rebounds, and then he went to the line, and of course he's going to make them because he can shoot from the field line, free throw line consistently. Chris Middleton as well knocked down a few clutch shots from the mid-range like he always does, 29 points for him. Drew Holiday had the game of his life, 27 points, 13 assists, 3 steals. With that incredible defensive play on Devin Booker in the clutch. He's also been doing a fantastic job on Chris Paul defensively. And shout out to Pat Connaughton, man. It's him or Cam Johnson, who I always talk about off the bench, whichever team is winning a game in these NBA Finals. And last game, game five, Connaughton, 14 points, six rebounds. He just comes out of nowhere in the clutch. He got that like seven foot five vertical, it seems. Seven foot five, eight foot vertical. And. White man can jump after watching Pat Connaughton. The dude is just a spark plug. Athletic freak. Suns, I mean, the Suns, I think, are... I saw a stat line where they're the first team to either lose a playoff game or NBA Finals game after shooting 55% from the field, 68% from three, and 91% from the free throw line. You look across the board, Devin Booker, 40 points. CP3, 21 and 11. Aiton, 20 and 10. Heck, even Bridges. Miles Bridges put up 13. Jay Crowder, 10. The Suns played a near-perfect game. 
with some exceptions. Chris Paul didn't really get it going. He had a few clutch shots down the stretch in the fourth quarter. I don't think he really folded under pressure in the clutch in Game 5. Devin Booker was near unstoppable. He missed... I mean, he was, he was hitting a few clutch shots. He had a clutch three to keep the game alive in the final minute. But when it came down to it, he he turned the ball over, down two. And that was the that was the turning point. That was the end of the game, pretty much. Off the bench, Cam Johnson didn't really do much. Only six points and a minus 19 plus minus rating. Campaign continues to not do anything after that incredible anomaly of a game against the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Tory Craig, I mean, he's Tory Craig. What do you expect? No disrespect. Not much from him. But the Suns played near perfectly. I mean, 55, 68, 91. If you put up those shooting stats, how many times out of 100 games you play are you going to lose? You got to feel bad if you're a Suns fan because this game and game four, it came down to turnovers on the last possessions of the game where they were very much winnable very much in a position for at least the game to go to overtime. And they lose both of these in a row. And after this loss, I mean, Chris Paul, he looked fatigued during times in the game. I don't know what's going on with his wrist or his hand, but he still seems to be struggling with that a little bit. Devin Booker's carrying the load. But on the final possession, I mean, they gave it to Chris Paul in game four, and he turned it over. They gave it to Devin Booker in game five. He turned it over. I still think you go to Chris Paul. I think you got to believe in him. Uh, but even saying that, man, I, I was watching a highlight of him against the, the Thunder in a 20, 2014 playoff series where the Clippers were up by seven and, and Chris Paul and the Clippers just totally folded and ended up losing that game in regulation. Chris Paul with a few silly turnovers in the end of that game. Maybe you do give it to Devin Booker. You just got to put the ball up for a shot if you're either of these guys. You, you can't just be dribbling around, let the clock run out, expect to make a Kobe-like bad decision and still end up getting the bucket to be knocked down. Aiton, I mean, Aiton's still doing Aiton things. I don't think any of the fault goes against him, but just coming down to it, you got to stop Giannis, and that isn't happening at all. Giannis is near unstoppable. With Middleton continuing to knock down clutch Jays, he's going to have to have an off night in Game 6 for this series to go 7. The Bucks, I'm rooting for him now. I've made a full 180 on my, my sentiment on bias towards this series. Giannis is just one of the most humblest, down-to-earth guys who you just want to root for who I've seen in the past few years. He's just, every interview he gives doesn't take a lot of time to take credit for his success, just looks forward to the future, says he wants to win the series, that's all that matters. After that and one alley-oop, incredible play, I think the Bucks might be destined for this title in six on their home floor. I hope it doesn't go seven, because if it goes seven... I'm going to miss Game 7. I'm going to the, the Kanye West new album listening party in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I am so excited for that. But if that ends up going 7, I'm, I'm going to miss Game 7. I won't even be able to post on the Instagram account. That'll be very sad. So hedging all my bets on the Bucks taking the series in 6. Going back to Milwaukee, how loud that crowd has been, how consistent Giannis has been. It's going to take CP3 dropping 30 points for this series to go 7. That's my hot take. Um, yeah, there's not much from my end looking towards the rest of the series when it comes to analysis. We've seen everything. We know what needs to happen. Devin Booker, he can't carry the load by himself. Even if he drops 40 and near 40 in back-to-back games, the Suns still can't pull it off somehow. And defensively, the way Giannis has been able to dominate in the paint, and shout out to Giannis for 
also just not taking threes. I, he put up one in, in game five. I think he put up two in, in game four. But you saw there was kind of a switch that flipped after that net series where he's like, all right, I got to stop taking threes. I don't know what caused it, but it's been brilliant from him because he's been feasting in the paint, feasting on that low post. And his shot selection has been amazing. There's there's tons of times in these games where he's got a wide open, wide open shot on the wing for three, wide open top of the key, but he he hesitates. He makes the smart move. He he spreads the ball around if he doesn't have an open path to the paint. So shout out to Giannis for making that adjustment. True Holiday has been on fire in these finals, which I said he needed to be. Uh, there's been some debate on the finals MVP. People saying Chris Milton might deserve it. He might he might be in the discussion, but no matter how many shots he's been dropping, Giannis has averaged like 32, 12, and 7 for the finals, and there's nothing stopping that after that alley-oop. That is his that is his finals finals MVP moment if they close out this series, unless he, he tops that somehow, which I see very unlikely. Chris Paul, let's talk about Chris Paul. I, I think I was a little blinded by Chris Paul and my perception of him after last year carrying that Thunder team to the playoffs and being able to take a team that was very much, people thought, were headed to the lottery, lead them to seven games against a very tough Rockets team with Harden and Westbrook. Even if Westbrook struggled with injuries, we had guys like Lou Dort and Shy Gilgis Alexander who you wanted to cheer for in that series. So I was kind of pulling for CP3. This year, that Suns team, no one thought was going to be here. And CP3, I mean, we saw him show some emotions after finally making it to the finals for the first time, but... He just continues to whine at the refs consistently throughout these games. He's gotten a few texts. And the play where Giannis throws the alley-oop down, Chris Paul tried to shove him out of the air. And looking back on these playoff playoff losses in CP3, history of kind of being somewhat of a dirty player. I respect CP3, but I think my recency bias was a little little too much for, for the guy. So Giannis, I got to say, Giannis and these Bucks. I hope they win this series. Either way, I don't think I'll be mad, but I'd, I'd like to see Giannis get a ring. And being a back-to-back MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, um, multi-time All-Star at, what, 27? Getting a ring, uh, one of the most impressive young resumes we've seen in the, in the past 20 years. I, I would love to see that happen. Love to see Giannis be put in the discussion for the best player in the league. Honestly, I think the debate right now is between KD and KD and Giannis. We, we don't know what Braun's going to be like coming back next year. He was He was hurt for most of this year. Before the injury, I think LeBron was, uh, before the Solomon Hill injury, he was in that conversation for best player in the league, if not was still best player in the league. But after what we saw from Giannis and KD in these postseason games, I think they're the top two. Um, don't know what order. LeBron and Luka, Harden, I think that's the next tier. After that, who knows? We got so many more players that I don't even want to start any fights, get into those debates. All right, well, game six tomorrow night, like I said, in Milwaukee, I'm taking the Bucks to clinch out the series. I'm hoping they are, so I don't have to stress about Game 7 while I'm listening to Kanye West's new album. All right, y'all. Well, as always, if you like the podcast, follow, subscribe, download us on your favorite podcast platform. If you want daily NBA content on Instagram, Barbecue Chicken Alert. Instagram is at BBQCHXAlert. Smash that follow button. Just hit 1,500 the other day. Appreciate all the support, y'all. And until next time, as always, peace out.